the Spot Track Podcast, talking sports contracts, the salary cap, and business of sports. Everybody, welcome to the SpotTrack.com podcast. I'm Kevin Sylvester, along with Paul Peck and the founder of SpotTrack.com, Mike Gennetti. We're going to talk taxes. Yes. <laughs> stay with us. Stay. Stay. No. Really. Listen, no, it's because it's good stuff. Hey, listen, we all have to pay them. Right. We, nobody understands them. Not exactly the best tease you've ever done for this podcast, <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. But trust me, this is no, really interesting. It, it's going to be, Robert Rayola is going to join us yeah. uh, in a little bit uh, on the podcast to explain jock tax, jock taxes by state, and what it it, it does, What you know, what this new tax law is going to do yeah. to sports. Le- LeBron James going to L.A., what that means right. in terms of money, where, where Bryce Harper might be living in terms of his money sure. and taxes. It's it's super interesting because it's kind of case by case, right? And it's 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 got a huge impact on decisions come free agency and things like that. it's it it matters. Agents and players and families, this is a major discussion point. So he's going to talk about it. He knows everything about it, and we'll uh, we'll have some fun with that coming up here for sure. All right, what what else is uh, yeah. top of the mind here? I know there's a signing, a controversial signing in the NFL. Yeah, let's start with that. Um, you know, Ruben Foster, three arrests in 2018, suspended to start the year. You know, San Fran just had enough. Which nobody blamed them, and they, they basically uh, they said there. you got no more chances. And then he went and got arrested again at the team hotel, right? Yeah, at the team I mean, hotel. It's really, uh, yeah. There's no arguing that one, right? But it's a dom- domestic violence situation. It, it, it appears. It appears. That's what's alleged. Right? That's yeah. what his past has been. That's right. Um, so the news is obviously that the Redskins went out and claimed him, and from what I have been reading, they're the only team that put a claim in. Put for a him, waiver so. claim in, right? Yes. Um, which is understandable I, that that no other teams did. Yeah, why? Why would it? A team it's classic claim NFL, Mike. Um, <laughs> you know, as much as we all want to think that that character and locker room presence and all that stuff matters, uh, talent matters the most, and that's what the NFL is all about. And they will NFL will overlook a lot of character flaws if you are a really talented player. Uh, there's a tipping point, and for most of the league, Reuben Foster had gone on the other end of the tipping point, but for the Redskins, they see a player who is one of the better linebackers in the league, and they'll figure out a way to justify it to themselves that they can help get him better, and then he can help them get better. There's two points. Number one, he's a player. He's certainly a, a you know one of the top inside linebackers in the game when he's healthy and out there. He's also dirt cheap, and that's the point here. That's that's the point the Redskins are trying to say without saying it. Right? Is like they're going to pay him fifty grand a week for the for the rest of the year to be on the commissioner's exempt list, which means he's he's basically got to stay away from the team for the most part, and he'll get his paycheck. Uh, they basically hold his rights. They hold his rights. They do have to pay him though, um, and. It's possible some of that gets recouped if there's like a uh, you know a backdated suspension, which could happen, might happen, maybe should happen. Probably will. Um, but the point is, he's he costs one point two million next year, and for a starting inside linebacker with you know the production he's put up, and you're going to put him next to Zach Brown, who's a top five inside linebacker in all of football, and just an absolute monster in terms of tackling. That that's what they see, right? They see they see a cheap. Low risk, really good. Yeah, low risks financially, not low risk. And, right, and to that point, Paul, the suspension to start the year voided his guarantees. So not only is the signing bonus gone, that that stays at San Fran, but the Redskins pick up base salaries that are completely non guaranteed. Um, like I said, dirt cheap, absolutely no risk. And if by some you know chance this guy you know this guy's not suspended for an entire year, 
and he's able to go out there and perform for them next year. You put him next to Zach Brown, and it's probably a really great one-two punch. It is. Uh, it's a gamble. Yeah. The Redskins are gambling here. Yeah, they're going to pay $257,000 for the end of the year to see where, where, where this guy falls next year. That makes it That's a very it low-risk gamble. It's 257 grand to see what happens next year. Right. Yeah. I look forward to the day I have 257 grand <laughs> just to say, eh. Yeah. It, again, it, it, PR-wise, though, PR-wise, I mean, is it – I I don't know. Is it a gamble PR-wise? I mean, they're, yeah, they're taking sure. hits, they're taking hits sure. right now, and it looks bad, and um, especially in today's climate where uh, – well, I don't even know why, why I say today's climate. I mean, just – his record speaks for itself, and it doesn't speak very well. Talking about his police record. That's what I'm saying, yes. Here, here's what the Redskins were thinking, though. And it's crazy to think this. But the Redskins were thinking, if if we let this contract go, right, if we don't claim him, and he's not suspended next year, and he's healthy, and everything's somebody good to go. Somebody else will and will play against us. Not only is there a chance somebody else gets him, but he'll probably cost more than $1.2 million. Right, because he's on a rookie wage scale right now. So the chance is, if he wasn't claimed, he might have made more money next year somewhere else, in in, in having this contract void out into uh, waivers. So I, I think a lot of I think there's been a, a significant change in the NFL where in years past, say ten years, fifteen years ago, all these issues didn't really matter. Guys who were, could play were still getting drafted in the first round regardless of all this stuff. I think the league has changed. I think they've been forced to change, and that's all for the good. Um, but ultimately, like I said, it's about talent. And and if you have an incredible – if you have a first-round talent, but he's a seventh-round person, then you take him in the fifth round because there's less risk financially and less risk if you cut him. If he screws up and you cut him, all right, we cut a fifth-round pick. Um, that's what the end. NFL is uh, to be very honest uh you know it's not you know if you if you rolled 12 11 eagle scouts out there you might go and 16 on on offense or defense I mean, what eagle scout was a good athlete i saw i want to know uh, you know what i'm saying <laughs> you know what i'm saying it, i mean we're at, aren't we at the point of if you if you aren't politically charged you can play right yeah i mean if what you've done hasn't pissed off people politically and you can still play football you're going to play football. Fair enough. All right. Right? Yeah, the good news is uh, that the government will see some tax money from Foster's paycheck. We are going to talk taxes in sports with a sports tax man himself, Robert Rayola from PKF O'Connor Davies uh, Firm. And he's at Twitter at, at Sports Tax Man. And taxes are something, Robert, that nobody ever talks about. Uh, in contract, except for us on this podcast, <laughs> where everybody's tuning in to find out just how much in taxes athletes are paying, and we're looking forward to the conversation. Same here. I think it's important to note, Kevin, that um, there are a lot of factors that go into deciding where a free agent signs. Um, you know, some go for the most money, some go to win a ring, some go because they maybe they're a linebacker and they play a three-four or a four-three. That is their system. Um, but somewhere in those list of ten items that may or so that may influence a person's decision should be looking at taxes, um, because the best gross deal may not be the best net deal. 
Um, there's a big difference signing with, you know, say the L.A. Rams or the Miami Dolphins, you know, Miami playing in the no-tax state. So it, it, there is a big difference, uh, and it should be a, a consideration at least to, to where you're going to decide. It may do, not be do, the, you know, some guys will go for the most money. They may say, you know, I, I want to get the most gross money, but it may not be the best net money. So some people, it's a big factor. Other people, it's not a big factor, but it should be a consideration at least. Do you know of cases, and you don't have to be specific on this, Robert, do you know of cases of players that have sp- – specifically made their decision based on that factor where maybe they felt like all other things were even uh you know opportunities and all that other stuff where where specifically it was i'm going there because i'll pay less taxes yeah i think you had um i don't know if it's the number one factor but when the dominican sue a couple years ago signed with you know as a free agent from leaving the lions to go play for the dolphins he grossed uh, 60 million dollars in Florida, there's no state tax, but when Dolphins play some road games, there would be some jock tax, so tax on the road. He would have netted, we estimated, about $36 million net. This is under the old law. If the Lions wanted to match and try to keep him, they would have had to pay him $65 million to the net to the same 36. And if, if um, the Raiders wanted to try to match, they would have had to pay him $70.1 million to net to the same 36. So... I think it was a big consideration for him, but then again, you know, this year he went and signed with the Rams. It was a shorter deal, but I, I think it's important to note, uh, especially in football, the way it works, fellas, is that in, in all the sports, most of the states tax you on duty days, number of days work, practices, and things like that. But in football, a team like when, when the Dominican Sioux played for the Dolphins, he practiced and, and, and you know played on a, ro- a home game. He was there in Florida seven days a week. And on a road game, he was there still there at least five days a week. So the majority of his income, about 85% of his income, for good for him when he was playing for Florida, was earned in Florida. You know, with the Raiders, you know, the, sorry, the Rams, the majority of his income would be earned in California, and that's not good. So even if he's non-resident in California on his football income, he'd be paying a tax on 85% of that. So I think, again, it's a consideration that some guys have signed you know, because it's, and some guys have come out and said, you know, state taxes were a big thing. You know, uh, and Mike's got a lot of stuff to get to here in a second, but I still can't get past the Dominican Sioux gross sixty and only netted thirty six million. <laughs> I think people uh, hear that and like, wow, so sixty million is not well, really sixty million, <laughs> right? And, and you know, you you, you want to look at it's even worse now. The highest paid player in the league NFL this year, uh, and thanks to Spotrack for helping out with this, was was uh, Aaron Rodgers. He's making sixty six point nine million. You know, Mike. Mike G money, um, you know, but he he after taxes he's he's netting only about thirty six and a half because under the new tax law he can no longer deduct the state taxes on his federal income tax return. So it's not what you make; it's what you keep. And these guys do pay a lot of taxes. Hey Robert, what happens to these London games in terms of the jock taxes? How does that work with with the teams having to travel and then obviously you know practicing? The, I mean, they spend a, a bunch of days over there, right? Yes. What happens is, uh, this is where it gets really interesting uh, in terms of the players and the coaches and whatnot. So the the players go over there and they spend, uh, you know, roughly a week. And, you know, uh, there's a big strategy as to whether you go out on Monday or Tuesday or Thursday or Friday, with, you know, being tired and the, the time difference and whatnot. But the top tax rate in London is 45%. So if a player goes there, he's going to pay 45%, get a credit back here at our top rate of 37%, and still have to pay state, state taxes. So wait a second. If you have an L.A. Raider going over there, he pays 45% federal t- tax to U.K. He's paying 13.3% and some of the other taxes. He's, paid, he's losing over 60%. So if he's making $100,000, he's only putting in his pocket, you know, 
$40,000. So it, it's a big thing. Um, I believe that in order for the NFL to eventually go over there, they're going to have to do some tax equalization um, to make it fair for the players. I don't know that the players would want to play there for the time difference and you know all that. And, and, and the, the, the taxes is also a big thing because you know, our rate is going down and their rate is stayed at 45 um, you know, so I, I think it would be important to have some tax equalization to benefit the players on that. So, 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 Robert, what about Mexico City? Did did the yeah. Chiefs and Rams lose money because they had to go back to LA? Um, I don't. Did, did the Rams were actually in Mexico City? I, I, I did. Rams I never went. Yeah, they never went. They That's, practiced in Colorado. So it, neither team actually right. went. Yeah, no, but the Rams went That's to right. Colorado for tax purposes. They, they, <laughs> yeah, they practiced in Colorado for the altitude. For the altitude, and then had to go back and play right. in California. So you're saying that's a different formula, huh? Right. Here's the thing: is I assume that most, you know, trusting football, most of the players are resident of the tax where they stay, where they play in, because of the amount of time they spend there. So the players on the Rams that are residents of California, let's say they paid uh, ten thousand dollars in tax to Colorado, they would get a full credit in California because the California grade is a lot higher. So that wouldn't wouldn't be a penalty to that. But um, there, there were a lot of times, and you know, I know we talked about this when East Coast teams, and I don't know about this year, but took a road trip for the NFL uh, to the West Coast, and they stayed out there two weeks. And one team last year, I think the Eagles had a game in Seattle and then a game against the Rams, and instead of practicing in Seattle and not paying any tax while they're out there, they practice in L.A. So it was, uh, you know, more tax. So it's different every time the teams don't care. They're going to do what they want to do to benefit themselves and you know try to win the most games, and they're not going to care if it costs players a little bit more money taxes we are looking at this really cool uh jock tax uh, pro football tax map um that uh pkf o'connor davies put out and at sports Taxman on twitter um it really it, it highlights uh the states and which states don't have a, a tax and the highest tax states when it comes to that so very very interesting matter of fact you mentioned something if i were an nfl player I and like you know, a guy like Aaron Rodgers, for example, I'd have my permanent residence in Florida or Texas. And on Mondays after film study, I'd get in a private jet. <laughs> I'd fly home and I'd stay there Monday, Tuesday night. Come back Wednesday morning just so I get two more nights in my home state, so I don't have to be a permanent resident. Right? You'd save money if you could do that, couldn't you? Not so fast. I mean, it's, it's not <laughs> as easy as it sounds. Um, you know, you, you have to some some states like New York and New Jersey have a day count. So, in other words, if you played for the Buffalo Bills and you you had a permanent place of abode, like an apartment or which you'd have to have or or home or whatever, and you spent 184 days in New York, which you probably spent more than that. Again, because on the road games you're there five days a week, uh, and the home games you're there seven days a week, you you would be deemed a resident of New York. So it's not not as easy as it sounds. Um, there is some planning in other sports, but not so much in football because it's guaranteed language in the contract or whatnot. Um, but there is some planning that can be done in baseball, and we try to do that. The interesting thing is that the rates change a lot, and if you notice this year, New Jersey is now up to 10.75, you know, effective back to the first of the year. So, you know, Saquon Barkley, those guys, the rate went from 8.97 to 10.75, so almost up two, you know, two full points. So it's a big difference in the amount of taxes they have to pay, and they made it retroactive back to January 1st. Hey, by the way, when I worked for the Sabres, uh, the first billionaire owner I worked for, they had people watching him. Mm. to count the days in New York. Standing by his bed. When he, Tom, Tom Galasano, <laughs> when he moved to Florida, yeah, no, they had New York State would watch him yeah. to make sure. Right. 
because because there's a lot That's of right. a lot of tax money in line. Robert, the, high profile, the, high salary, big money. Yes. The the Giants and Jets are actually interesting. What if the guys live in New York? Um, I think most of the players don't live in New York because I don't. I don't think either team now has a summer camp in Albany or upstate New York anymore. So I think most of the guys live in New Jersey. Um, and it's it, it's interesting that the rate change because the New York rate I think is about you know eight point eight two. So it was very close to what New Jersey rate was, but now New Jersey has gone through the roof. They normally try to keep them close to each other so that, um, you know, one wouldn't be, you know, people wouldn't be tempted to live somewhere else or move across the border because of much lower tax. Are these taxes the same as self-employment taxes for, you know, people might be listening? That's a a different concept. Um, And the the way the expenses are deducted is done differently, too. But uh, self-employment is a different concept. Uh, Golfers and tennis players are treated differently than the you know employees which most of most of the players are employees of the of the, the team um there was a case way back when kevin you may be familiar with this way back when there was a, a minnesota north Suds player named gary Sargent, and he mm-hmm. tried to say he was a member of his corporate uh, employee of his own corporation but in the four main team sports and in soccer as well players are deemed to generally be in the four main team sports being employee of the team so that's a different, you know, that's a different way. Self-employment, they would have self-employment income on their self-employment income, like endorsement income or whatnot. But that's a, that's a different tax. You know, uh, you got me thinking, uh, uh, Robert, and and I grew up in the area, so I'm familiar enough to say that conceivably you could uh, be an athlete who plays for the Jets or the Giants and live in Pennsylvania. It's it's about an hour ride. A lot of people do right. it that way. That's a significant tax break. Would you ever tell a client you might want to think about crossing the Delaware River? It's it's even it's even better that if you if you can become uh, you know if you are in you know with with the I'm not going to mention his name but the running back who was drafted in the first round has had an incredible year is from Pennsylvania Pennsylvania and New Jersey have a reciprocal agreement whereas if you are a resident of Pennsylvania you wouldn't pay New Jersey tax so you can see the difference between if indeed he was deemed to be a, New, a Pennsylvania resident, he's got a home there, registered to vote, you know, car or whatnot. The difference between 10.75 and, and you know, 3.07 is huge numbers, especially in the first year when he gets the big signing bonus. So that's uh, something that, that I, you know, thought about about that player um, because of the big difference. So that was also a factor on uh, Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins had no intentions of ever coming to the Jets because Kirk Cousins is reportedly a Michigan resident. And Michigan and Minnesota have a reciprocal agreement, so Michigan's tax is in the high four percent area, whereas Minnesota is nine point eight five. So, and then New Jersey at the time was eight point nine seven, and it's not even higher. So, um, you know, you would you would want to be very careful with that. But Cousins could indeed be a resident of Michigan, and the running back could be a resident of Pennsylvania. Would save a ton of money. Unbelievable. So we uh, should have known. We should have known right. where Cousins was going to go well, if we'd have known that. The uh... <laughs> yeah, and I tweeted that out. I had that one. Uh, I again, I never talked to him or his agent, but that was that was a factor, and it was a big, you know, because he got a lot of money, and you know, there's a big difference between New Jersey and you know, maybe he used the Jets as a way to get the money you know, uh, up higher. So I'm curious about this when it comes to you mentioned signing bonuses. So when it comes to signing bonuses, is it better for the athlete to get the signing bonus tax wise, or have it spread out guaranteed money, or is there no difference whatsoever? Uh, it depends. Um, look at look at Clayton Kershaw. A couple years ago, when he signed his big contract, and Mike probably has it on Twatrack, he he got 
uh, a, a lot of money, and he got in his first year he got twenty, I think, of twenty or twenty-three million. Twenty of the twenty-three was signing bonus. Kershaw's agent did a great job in the sense that he lives in Texas, and he's a Texas resident, reportedly a Texas resident. So none of that twenty million dollars signing bonus he got would be taxable in California or any other states. Then this this time around, he opted out and he did a similar type of thing where we got a big signing bonus. So that that's really well done. That works in baseball because um, you have to have a certain language in the contract, and the baseball language is good for the players, where it's football not so good. Um, that's important, and sometimes it does make a difference to get a signing bonus. Some guys, you know, you want to do deferred money um, because you're afraid the player may spend it. But I like to get the player up, to play the money up front, and you know, do what you want, and try to be prudent with the money, and and you know, save it for a rainy day, or do what you want to do. But I believe in the dollar today is worth it. The dollar is better than getting now and watch into the future. That's fascinating. I, I know you wanted to dive into the college side of this a little bit with college sports and college football specifically. Uh, some thoughts on, on how taxes are, you know, sort of finding their way into the college football world. Yeah. I, I wanted to talk to Mike. You and I talked about that. Uh, on the, this is very interesting. Yeah. Um, let's say you know, Michigan or, or UCLA or USC or, you know, the big college, Ohio State, under prior law, fans, if, if they wanted to buy tickets, could take an 80% deduction for seat donations to get better seats. In other words, you pay $200 for the seat, and you pay above and beyond that to get you know, better, uh, a priority. You pay a, a, like a little license charge, right? These fees used to be 80% deductible. They are no longer deductible in, in 2018. And a key part of the law says that contributions are deductible if they could lead directly or indirectly to a, a right to purchase seats. So think about it. I don't know, you know, let's say Penn State or I don't know what other schools are, are, you know, come to mind with big programs. But it's a big loss of revenue to them if people can't, you know, pay this money and get a deduction. Schools may lose a lot in revenue, ticket revenue. So that's something the IRS is going to address further. But that was a big change. Um, can Are there ways that schools can get around it? Can they call that fee something else, Robert? Can they call it an academic uh, achievement? benefit i mean i've seen this stuff in college athletics all over the place and in, in how you can donate to it i mean so is there as somebody figured out a loophole yet on this uh i think the teams are working on you know ways to just best comply with the law and best you know get get around the i don't want to use the word loophole but best get around the law and, and, and do that um i think you'll hear a lot more over the next six months on that that, you know, they're just taking the fun right out of college sports, you know? <laughs> Speaking of I which. Mean, it's a big thing. You yeah. Know, Michigan, 106000 on a Saturday, you know, it's a big, big money. Yeah. Speaking of which, I don't want to get too deep into this, but but the thought popped into my head with, with, with some people feeling like the athletes should be paid, college athletes should be paid. There's obviously, it hasn't moved very much, but there's always some feeling that people want to see that. Give everybody an explanation about. What nobody ever talks about is if you're going to pay the athletes, then they become employees, and then they thus have to pay taxes, right? That that is, it, it's easy to say pay them, pay the athletes, but there's a lot of other things that would happen, wouldn't there? Right, it would, it would be a big issue. We would have state income tax, federal income tax, you have payroll taxes. So um, that's a 
something that I think you talked about a lot. You know, some of the things you talked about talk, were talked about a lot. It came to fruition. The whole gambling thing, you know, everything you read now. MLB struck a deal, and you know all these new deals. The Vegas Knights, as of this morning, gonna you know announced uh, MGM announced they're gonna have a kiosk in the arena so guys can bet on who's gonna take the next shot. Or all these different proposition bets. So I think it's a big thing. Similar to that, players will I, I think one day in the near future, players will eventually get paid. I think they just keep it the way it is. Pay them under the table like they've been doing for many. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Booster handshakes, hundred dollar handshakes. I'm kidding. Hundred dollars, boy. To jump back to New York for a second. I don't know. You know, when I was talking about New York, I don't know if I inadvertently said the, the New York top rate is eight point eight two. Jersey was eight point nine seven. Okay, and and what they did is they raised New Jersey up to ten point seven five. So now it's it's beneficial again. It's you have to be making Mike. I always put butchers last time. Mike Gennady money. They have to make over five million to get taxed at that point seven five percent. We all we all wish we were making uh, Mike Gennady money. Mike in New York, not New Jersey. So yeah, Mike Gennady makes that money. Mike Gennady though is still trying to (laughs) work his way. We're getting there. Come on. I got to tell you, Robert, I'm looking at this map and I'm looking at Pennsylvania at three percent, and all I can think about is Bryce Harper. Now, that's all I can think about. I mean, he's leaving nine percent in DC and going to and probably going to a three percent Phillies team, right? He, he, he sort of. He has a, a bigger advantage. He's supposedly a resident of Nevada, so he would. Boros would definitely play in Sony Monastery. So in D.C., you don't pay any state tax if you're a non-resident. The only so him, all the players that pay that almost none of the players live there as a resident because they would only pay the state tax if they were resident. Actually, all those rates there are resident rates. You mentioned deferred so salaries he would, too. He would definitely get a some. Yeah, and and what if they it goes deferred? What hap- How does that work? How does deferred salaries get like for taxed? Bobby Bonilla? How does his salary get? I'm taxed? thinking like the new guys. I yeah. know you're thinking the new guys, <laughs> but I'm just thinking that you know. Uh, does Bobby Bonilla get taxed on New Bobby York? Bobby Bonilla is not paying it. He's not. He's paying as as he gets the money now. As he gets a million or so every year, million five or whatever it is every year, and he wouldn't pay any New York tax on that as well. Um, so, Boris is known. I think with Scherzer, who was another guy who went yes. okay, who went to D.C. and he did deferred comp, a big deferred comp. And he was he wasn't even close to being a Florida resident before he signed there. And I, reportedly, he was going to go become a Florida resident. I think it's pretty well known. You know, Mike, I'm sure you can check on this that that uh, Harper is is a resident of Vegas. So that's a total loophole. That's a total loophole. Then he can defer half this contract, it and, and it'll be tax free. Well, yeah, you know, I don't think he wants to defer that much, but you know. I think that there's a special relationship between Boros and the owners there, and you know, in prior year deals that they've been able to do that. And, you know, the Phillies have been interested. Pennsylvania's got a low, low, low state tax, but don't forget, he still have to pay Philadelphia tax on top of that. You know, there's a lot of cities that have tax. Philadelphia's got a, you know, it's a higher than Pennsylvania tax is about three and a half. So he'd, he'd pay almost six percent. And again, so, so you would say, okay, if my best offer is whatever hundred million dollars from the from the uh, Phillies compared to my best offer, whatever hundred million from, you, you know, Washington. You know, which what's the difference in net money? Hmm. That's important to note that because he may decide to go for the best money. Although, you know, he he, he could get a ten year deal, fifteen year deal. Who knows? I'm going to defer my next contract. Well, takes one team. I'm deferring half the money to when I retire in Florida with sandals there and socks on. Actually, I'm wearing those right now. Uh, Robert, this is awesome stuff. Yeah, really is uh, fascinating too, and uh, we could probably go on and on. That means we'll get you on again here. Uh, check him out on Twitter at Sports Tax Man. You can also uh, go to the website pkfod.com. That's for PKF O'Connor Davies. That is the accounting firm uh, that Robert works for. With all this great stuff, check out the map and everything. Robert, thanks so much for your time and your expertise. No problem. Can you just bring up one other thing, fellas? Or do it take two minutes? 
one important thing under the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, a new tax law, all unreimbursed business expenses for players that employees of teams, such as agent fees, union dues, clubhouse dues, conditioning costs, fines. You know, when Mike's always posting on the great website SpotTrack about all these fines, it used to be some of the fines, if they were against the league or team rules, would be deductible. And if against public law, like, you know, for DWI, whatever, would not be deductible. However, now all those fees are no longer deductible. Not only that, state taxes are no longer deductible, limited to $10,000 on a player's return. So the difference between what you can get from the Raiders and the Dolphins got wider with the new tax law than it was before. So, again, players should absolutely consider taxes when they're going to go somewhere. Should be Maybe not the deciding factor, but it should be a consideration. Thanks, fellas, for having me on. Always a pleasure. I hope you have a great holiday season. All right, fascinating stuff from Robert. Uh, and just think about that. How about the Kirk Cousins one? Right? You know what it makes me think of? You know what it makes me think of? It's unfair. Uh, that, And I don't know if, if there's any ability to change any of this because it certainly goes beyond sports, but it's unfair if you're a sport uh, a team in a higher tax state, you are at a disadvantage to sign players. And, and that unlevels the playing field, particularly in the NFL, where it's supposed to all be level and the money is supposed to be the same and you should have as good a chance to sign that stud wide receiver as any other team. But it's not. If a Texas and a Florida team have a huge advantage, Mike. I, to me, it strikes me as unfair. It is what it is. I got to think there's some sort of normalization in process, right? Well, you just have to pay more, right? I yeah. mean, that, a, a bit, the bills are going to have to pay more yeah. to get that to get that net up to the same place than the Dolphins would, and you'd have to get a player to understand that. That or the team would have to say, okay, we, um, if it's us versus the Dolphins or us versus the Bucks, we've got to pay five million more to get you to the same point. Well, to me, the the fascinating one were the reciprocal states, right? Where Michigan and Minnesota have that reciprocal. If you're, uh, you know, so you pay Michigan rates if you're going to play for the Minnesota team, right? Pennsylvania, New Jersey, right? And he was talking about Saquon Barkley, yeah, obviously, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, that's fascinating. And then when you think about it. Uh, the New York teams actually play in New Jersey, so mm -hmm. New Jersey, yeah, we'll build you a new stadium, yeah. and then they jack the tax yeah. up to get the money back. Yeah, and now right? they got gambling. It's all one big and, wheel there, right? Yeah, it is all one big <laughs> wheel. Who would have thought there's actually an advantage so, to living and paying the taxes in New York? It is if you're a right. New Jersey athlete. So right. here you go. Uh, you know, we live in Buffalo. They're talking about a new stadium again. Well, you know what? They should leverage this and say, look at you want yeah. us to build a new stadium? Lower I'm looking the into buying some real estate in Fort Erie. Yeah, but lower the yeah, <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, Canada, Canada taxes are even higher. I know they're even worse. Uh, but know. you know, lower the tax rate so we can get better players in here. Yeah, so, right. Think about it. There's Think no about question. that. Ultimately, may have some factor in whether you can get "quote unquote" better how, players. How, how do the Dolphins and Jags suck so bad right That's now? That's a good right? point. I mean, what are we doing here, people? Right. That's I mean, a great you, point. And the Vegas Raiders. They should be unbelievable. Yeah. Yep. When you think about it, yeah. High taxes equals more wins. That's what's Tampa, going on. Tampa, Jacksonville, the Dolphins. They should be great. Uh, the Cowboys and Texans should be phenomenal every single year. Yeah. Uh, the Titans should be great, and the Raiders will be phenomenal. It's cap management, that's and what it is. and you know <laughs> the Seahawks. We don't talk about the Seahawks. They're yeah. in Washington. There's no state. I, you tax know, I did in not Washington. realize that. I, I didn't, didn't either. either. Yeah, you always was... hear about Texas and Florida being the no tax yeah. states. So why do the Mariners suck? Ah, uh, they're actually pretty good. They're they're they're, they're rebuilding. Rusher. They're rebuilding right now. They're they've been they've been decent. They've had good years. But yeah, they haven't had a good year since Ken Griffey Jr. Was I just there. love the uh, I love looking at at sports from this lens because it is a huge factor for guys who are really really involved, right? I mean, I mean the nuts and bolts, the agencies and things like that. This is a huge factor. There are definitely players that base their decisions 
a majority on this. Well, how about baseball? Like, think Bryce about? Harper. Like, think right. about Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper has all but come out and said, I want the most money ever. Right. He's all but said it. And that is going to include taxes. Like, that's going to be well, a huge part of it. And, and Pennsylvania at 3% is going to be a huge part of that. Well, the, well, if he really wanted to, you know, he'd go play for Seattle. Great. Right? I'm, yeah. just, I'm just saying, like, yeah. or he'd go play for the Rangers, the Texas Rangers. But I understand now why we've seen so much deferred money. Yes, I mean that holy is cow. brilliant. Sure, because once the guys retire, that that's when you you know it's like it's like retirement in itself. You're going to pay a lower tax rate when you're not working, or in this case, when you're living full time in the state that you that like, you, well, you reside. You you you. But think about it. I mean, part of, part of signing your free agent contract now is packing up the wife and kids and sending them to Florida. Yes, to the new house there, and then I'll go play baseball for six years, and then we'll go. I'll go. I'll meet you in Florida in seven years. And I'll get paid for another eight more, and right. it'll be tax free. <laughs> right, and I'll make I'll make another ten percent on top. That's why Whatever. Florida Phenomenal. has the, the return is. That's why Florida has giant bugs. <laughs> it's the trade off. That's a, it's and, the trade-off. And hurricanes. Is that what yeah, it is? Hurricanes, too? <laughs> all kinds. It's just, it's you, there's a trade off. Trust me, folks. There's a trade off to living in Florida, and giant bugs are part of. It. All right, and one of the things uh, finally uh, we want to mention here, uh, final part uh, of the show. Though, by the way, I enjoyed last week's show so much when we had some beers and doing it. <laughs> yes. That should become a frequent thing on the show. Um, we can still drink beer, too, guys. But anyway, uh, we talk about business of sports mm-hmm. uh, on this. And one of the most well-known business reporters of sports uh, is leaving ESPN and going to the Action Network. And that is Darren Ravel, um, who I don't think Darren... He's probably he tweets like every two seconds. He's a crazy tweeter, right? I mean, I, he's a social media god. Yes, he is. He he's done it he right. Has two yeah. million followers. Yeah. He's been a big big supporter of the site too, so I appreciate yeah. him, and we're, we're happy for him. This sounds like a really awesome venture he's yeah. taking on here. I I was happy for I was I, I was happy and mad at him on Friday <laughs> because he tweeted out that you could watch the Tiger Phil match for free. So it, it tweet it's tweet was somehow somehow Bleacher Report Live is letting the stream for free and everybody's like killing him. Yeah. Right. But I was like, damn it. I'm going to watch it. Yeah. I, you know, <laughs> yeah. What are you killing him for? I was remotely. <laughs> I was remotely. I, was, I watched the thing on my phone. Yeah. Uh, it was great. So did yeah. I. And, uh, you know, it was a blunder there, but you know, that's what Darren Ravel does. So at, ESPN is, I think losing, um, a recognizable person for their brand for sure. Uh, going to the action network. And I, I do know a, a golf writer who works for the action network. Uh, who left ESPN to do so, Jason Sobel, great guy. And he just said, yeah, you know, I asked him, like, what's it like? He's like, you know what? I come out earlier in the week now to give people who I, you know, odds after talking to players yeah. and who I think has got a chance at one of the tournament performing well. It's a completely different deal. Well, look, at every league has some formal connection now with the gambling process. I mean, or fantasy, I mean, as right? As Robert just mentioned, there's yeah. kiosks going into stadiums. Well, right? although Darren just tweeted that the Vegas Golden Knights are denying that they have no plans to do that yet, even though yeah. Robert mentioned it and you just we're, did that there was going to be a betting kiosk at the, at the Knights game. We're not years from that. We're months from no, that. No, I know. In, well, in how about this? Stadiums. You know, as I'm looking through his Twitter feed, he just tweeted earlier this morning an astounding 20% of DraftKings businesses already sports gambling. That's right. And they, 20%. They just, and they just and it's only in eight states. It. Yeah, and they just it's legally only in converted eight it over. So It's only in eight Look, states. It's, it's going to be huge. It's going to be... It's going to be available everywhere, and it makes perfect sense for a guy like that to join a gambling-only network because you know there's no better social media presence, marketing presence than Darren Ravel in terms of sports marketing right well, now. Well, so. I'm I'm sure they're paying him yeah. more 
Yeah. Or he wouldn't be leaving. I'm guessing there's pretty good money in uh, a gambling website right now. Right. So. Well, here's the other part. I mean, he either had an out in his contract with ESPN yeah. or his contract was up. Yeah. I would imagine. Right? I mean, you or, can't or, just walk. Or the buyout was worth it to him. Perhaps, yes. <laughs> right. It's just fascinating. Fascinating. Yeah. Like, we, we talk about We're the athletes see more of it. all the time. And it, yes, you're going to see more of this too. Mm-hmm. All right. That's going to do it for this edition of the SpotTrack.com podcast. I do want to mention uh, a couple things. Uh, number one, please rate us uh, where you get this podcast, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, uh, wherever you, you download the podcast or listen to the podcast. Please do so. The other thing, check out. Let the- us know if you're in a no-tax state. <laughs> yeah. Um, and if we can live there. Uh, premium section. Check that out. It's an ad-free experience. So, for example, when you go look at the Jacksonville Jaguars payroll, you don't get hit with the ad, and we're, you know, ad, ad for the Jacksonville Jaguars pillow pet. I have no interest <laughs> in the Jacksonville Jaguars pillow pet. I'm sure it's great for kids. But if you want to eliminate that... You can get the premium section, and it's an ad-free. Actually, experience. got a few premium announcements. We're uh, oh, hey, look at that! Yeah, we, t- timely here. We, we're we're wrapping up our first development on a, on, a, on a phased approach of what's going to be a really cool premium portal, which is going to allow you to basically create your own reports, um, financial stats, melding them all together, draft reports, all, all sorts of things. Any kind of data that we have inside of SpotTrack, which is way more than you know we accessibly use right now. Um, you're going to be able to have, have your hands on it and put that together in, in tables that you can export, that you can tweet, that you can email, things like that. So it's going to be more basically a little mini research center with a ton of options that you're going to be able to do you know, from any desktop really at any point in time. And that's going to be a part of the premium package. And we're going to be ramping up the, uh, the Project Sum podcast for the next few weeks here as we're really kind of turning the page with a few of these sports into free. I mean, obviously, we're, we're deep into baseball free agency. The big names are going to start to get really notable soon here. Football is going to, for a lot of teams, football is going to start turning to 2019 real quick here. And we're going to start talking about the uh, available free agents and the extension candidates there. So I'm going to be going probably to every two, three days on a Project Sun podcast where I'm going to break down and evaluate single players, some teams, some positions, things like that. But really in-depth evaluation process on some things like that. All right. So look out for that uh, in the premium section at SpotTrack.com. For Mike Gennetti and Paul Peck, I'm Kevin Sylvester. Thanks for listening to the SpotTrack.com podcast.